0: We are VIC Fellowship and VIC stands for Vaccine Information Coalition. You're listening to Progressive Radio Network, the most listened to, commercial free, and truth radio program in the world. My name is Renee, and the name of our show is What in the Cell Is Going On? We're on every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern, which will be accessed live on prn.fm, or you can reach it later on the front page of our vacinfo.org website. Um, I planned about two hours before the show today to replay last week's show because I'm so busy packing up our cleanses to send to people. And then Dr. True surprised me with some unbelievable research. And Dr. True, are you on?
1: Hi. Yes, uh, Renee. Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. I just love how you just are always there at the right time, Dr. True. And uh, with the information that needs to be taught, and I think the only place they're going to hear the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth is on this station for sure. But no no matter what, this show, beyond truth, <laughs> you will hear. So, Dr. True, why don't you share with us the information Fava just led to you?
1: Well, thanks. Yes. It, it really, I, I need to... to uh to give credit and a big shout out to uh the forensics ner- forensic nurse rachel seller who you put to, us together with uh with, in your amazing database Renee. Mm-hmm. uh rachel rachel seller when we first started talking you interviewed her back i think about a year ago now oh yeah i missed her, her. i
0: was going to contact her again actually it's funny you mentioning her
1: <laughs> yeah so we we've created quite a uh a bond uh, with with our continuous research she's She's relocated from from South Florida back to in some place in Virginia, mm-hmm. and uh, she's basically given up what she was doing as far as as uh, giving nutritional IV drips and IV bags to people for health because she just was divinely inspired not to, for not knowing really why, but just saying that this is not what what the Lord wants me to do. She basically told me, and I said, "That's wonderful." But i got to get the preface of the story. She introduced me to one of her closest researchers, an international Christian missionary. His name is Gordon. I don't know if you ever met Gordon or talked with him, but she Mm -hmm. put us together. Rachel put us together with Gordon, and and Gordon had an incredible gift of understanding the Lord and and the the coming trials. And so we had quite a—I mean, a three- or four-hour conversation, Renee— about what the end times was going to be looking at and it was really upsetting to to rachel because both gordon and his son they're in florida got a little bit of got sickness they got congestion in the chest they got a spiking of fever and so they went in (laughs) yeah exactly uh and so they went in to basically try to get some, some treatment, thinking they would just get, you know, de- demand natural remedies, uh, basically infusion of, of things there in the hospital, as as pure vitamin C and vitamin infusion, okay? And shocking enough, both Gordon and his son passed away rapidly after getting the infusion.
0: Oh, yeah, you and did tell me about really- that. I didn't know his name was Gordon. I didn't remember that part.
1: Yes. but and you did so tell me
0: about was, two of her dear friends just passed, yeah.
1: Okay, so that's who. Or a what friend, a good. dear friend. Mm-hmm. And so she was asking me, well, is you know, what in the world are they doing with these these IVs? And mm. I said, oh, you know, could it possibly be the IV, or could it be just a targeted individual? I guess because I'm telling you the these um, the radiation that's being put out, they can target individual. And according to all my research and, and the things I've, I've pointed out in all of my meetings, uh, the DARPA research over the last 25, 30 years has been in utilizing microwave uh, gigahertz concentration weapons for assassinations even. I mean so that's not outside the realm of, of really conspiracy science i hate to use the word conspiracy theory, because the science the science it's is there, reality Renee. it's reality it's what's going We're talking on of over six six thousand studies when you see the, the incredible volume of studies done under the military umbrella primarily by darpa you see this is very real and like i said in our in our uh we have a regular thursday night meeting here in ogden where i i show look it's called active denial systems ads that's one of it's – it's a weapon system actually used for crowd control and that mm-hmm. type of thing. But it can be specifically targeting an individual as well. So I'm I was just saying, you know, it could not – it may not be in the in the intravenous fluid, Rachel. It could be a targeted situation. And she says, well, I'm not discounting that, but she began to, to dig, as only she can dig as forensic nurse, as you know
0: yep she's and great.
1: so just yesterday she she sent me this connection to the the this national and international manufacturing of these i v bags and lo and behold they they come back to a certain company i, I won't name names, but it's a major pharmaceutical company mm-hmm. and there was ingredients on the ingredients list that that she asked me what do you think this is because it's like coded it's not you know, there's a potassium hydroxide uh, potential and a potassium chloride. Potassium chloride is is absolutely there listed as like a 0.007%. And then there's 0.9%, almost as much potassium chloride, which is a typical saline that's in the saline drips of, of most IV bags. Okay? Are you with me? Mm-hmm. So, so we know what potassium, I, I'm just immediately, I said, uh, have you? Can you find a an IV bag list of, of two years ago? And so we did find one. And the old manufacturing was always just, just pure sodium chloride in a drip. I mean, that's what's typically it's a saline solution, right, that bags on. So I began yesterday, I said, oh, my goodness, why in the world are they putting – two substances and now a, a potassium chloride and a substance is codenamed b4 b4 she's like uh, and then she's there's this judge dread report that she sent to me and says well look he's the fbi is covering up all this information on B4. it's a it's like a censored cover-up on what trying to find out what b4 is and she says something is huge something's going on here they're adding something to these IV bags. He says, I know it intuitively. I know it in my heart. This is what killed Gordon and his son. I said, okay, let's, let me, let me start digging into this. And so I told her I would, I would jump on it and, and try to use the pub, pub cam and other great database websites to try and figure out what this is. Well, I found out this morning early and I'm stunned. I'm just like my jaws off the, off the ground, stunned. Yeah. And I got to share it. First of all, back a year ago, when they started to, to talk about the emergency youth authorization, and uh, Rachel and I were digging into really the slides being used by Pfizer and BioNTech and Moderna, primarily before the FDA, the ingredients list going in into their you know emergency youth authorization requests and database, right? And I'm screaming at, at the top of my lungs. And wait a minute, what in the world are they putting? Point nine percent of content. It's bad enough to put put um, uh, antifreeze in with this messenger RNA that's synthetic. Okay, this block uh, um, mm-hmm. the antifreeze has got, to, has got to keep it. It's a lipid structure that keeps a, the um, keeps it from going into too too cold when they freeze it. it minus 70 degrees you know i won't go into all that but but here's 0.9 content potassium chloride Hmm. now now wait a minute Um, i'm a mineral man i know minerals i was trained by dr linus Pauling in minerals and what to watch out for in your body and 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 the most important balance that the heart and this whole circulatory system of the body needs is a is what's called the the sodium-potassium pump, the cellular balance between sodium, salt, right, and potassium. If that gets out of whack, I mean, heart attacks happen. I mean, in the athlete world, I mean, Pistol Pete Maravich is a classic example. The Utah Jazz Pistol Pete, I actually met him uh, and played pickup basketball with Pistol Pete uh, when he was here in the Utah Jazz uh, stable. Oh, my goodness! Uh, what a what a tremendous role role model he was for me for his in, incredible talent. But he dropped dead of what's called hypokalemia. He had low blood uh, low blood potassium. Mm. And after a pickup game where he was sweating profusely, he just dropped dead. and many many student athletes have that problem, either it's on a football field or in the basketball gymnasium. Uh, they have these defibrillation units all over the place because if you if you you know have a very low drop in the blood potassium, you can have a heart attack. And if you put out too much sodium, you sweat too much salt, and you have high hyperkalemia, high it can also do the same thing. So that that's why they have these uh, defibrillation things in, in gymnasiums. Okay, mm. just FYI. Yep. All right. Yep. So the, the potassium-sodium pump is so important in regulating the heart muscle, okay? When you see these athletes in the in in the uh, in the football field, for instance, in this hot weather, and they start cramping up, well, the cramping of muscles is primarily the uh, a potassium imbalance, sodium-potassium imbalance. It causes muscles to cramp. And that's what a heart attack is. It's a muscle cramping of the heart, and your heart stops. All right.
0: Uh, it's muscle. Don't use it, that, you'll lose it, husband
1: used to say. <laughs> exactly. So, all right. So we, we know this. So the only time you use potassium chloride in an IV drip is if you are have a blood workup and you have very low potassium in your blood. You need to get that into your blood and balance it out, but it has to be completely regulated by your blood potassium levels. All right. Do you realize that that in lethal injection and even you know uh, animal veterinarian clinics, if you want to put put a dog to sleep that has got cancer, mm-hmm. they they stop the heart vessels by injecting directly a solute of potassium chloride. It stops the heart. Wow. And it's, you know, so the 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 lethal injection involves a first of all, they give you a sedative relax you and make your muscles less tense. And then they inject uh, directly potassium chloride and your heart stops. And it's supposed to be very, very, you know, humane and a great way to kill people. So I'm sitting here shocked, shocked, Renee, when right there on the label, uh, Pfizer and Moderna and BioNTech, the German company, potassium chloride, Hmm. 0.0 almost 1%, 0.0, 0.9, right. 0.9%. Right, it's like 1%. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting here, okay, I'm going to, before I go r- rush to judgment, and I was explaining this to to, to uh, nurse sellers, I said, let's see what BioNTech has to do with this. And I did the digging into BioNTech, the German company, and lo and behold, um, it was BioNTech that put the, that recommended all of the sodium or potassium chloride going in. And I traced it back to what Hitler was doing in the 1930s, uh, putting potassium chloride into IV bags for nursing homes, people to kill them, basically, to to raise money, to free up money for the Third Reich war machine. I mean, I'm sitting here. I don't see any reason to put this level of potassium chloride in the vaccine shots. So I, I said, I, I publicly said, I we might have talked about this on on this radio show a little bit, but the point being, uh, Renee, not everybody that has 0.9 potassium chloride is going to have a heart attack and die or have a heart seizure. Not everybody will, because there are some people that will get this jab who are low, have have borderline low hypo or low uh, kalemia, hypokalemia, or low potassium. But others, typically others who are physically fit and relatively healthy, uh, will have an immediately uh, heart seizure and heart attack and die from it after, just minutes after the injection. It's not anaphylactic. In other words, it's not mm. an, uh, um, a response of allergy to it. It's the actual like a, a rush of adrenaline uh, to the heart valve and heart, and you'll just stop, stop beating. And you'll drop over dead. Now, mm. I'm sitting here asking the questions, and in fact, I even wrote to the FDA. I said, please explain to me, I'm, I'm, a re- I'm a research chemist. What is the rationale of placing this level of, of potassium chloride in these vaccines? Please explain it to me. Well, instead of getting any response, I suddenly started finding myself blackballed. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't ask questions for the FDA anymore. I mean, 10 years ago, Renee, when I asked a question like that, I got a pretty, pretty prompt response. Mm-hmm. From the FDA or the CDC or whatever they, there was some honest people. In fact, uh, one of the FDA uh, individuals who contacted me in in two thousand and six responded. Ended up leaving the FDA because uh, of my questions, and and he he pressed it to the highest levels. I still have a, a very good relationship with this with this PhD uh, enforcer researcher. All right, so I I won't name his name here, but. Man, mm-hmm. the, the whole climate of the FDA, when I send this, please explain to me why. I mean, is there studies that I'm missing, uh, research studies about why potassium chloride is needed uh, with the messenger RNA to go in and, and, and basically change the genome? I want to know why. No, mm-hmm. no response. Mm-hmm. Well, Renee, to me, no response means also that is a response.
0: Right, for the admission, exactly.
1: Yeah. And so I'm sitting here. Lord have mercy. And then we find in a lot of the circulars, we find that they have omitted in the ingredients list potassium chloride. And 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 Rachel was like, "Well, look at this circular; it doesn't have potassium chloride listed." I says, "Well, because under the FDA guidelines, Rachel, if it's less than one percent, they don't have to list it."
0: Mm. Wow.
1: Okay. But they do in the initial emergency use authorization. They're not listening Does anybody, I mean, come on, if you have a 0.9% of the solution of potassium chloride, I mean, it's going to cause heart seizures in a certain number of people.
0: A lot of people are having that issue, having that re- that kind of reaction. Um, yeah, no, that's amazing to me. And now I, I think that's an ingredient. We'll be adding to the printing of the NETS cards. I'm getting ready to send him the three things we want to put on, the additional ingredients and vaccinations. Um, I think potassium, chlorox that would be a good one to put on there, don't you think? Clorox would be good to put on there? Well, that's the first part of the problem. <laughs> it's okay. Worse. Okay. Well, worse. maybe we'll come up with three good ones, or at least three or four okay. <laughs> that we can add to the back. <laughs>
1: What in this? Okay, we know potassium chloride, KCl. Oh. But what in the world is B four? What's the coding of B four? B four. The letter B and the number four. Okay. Um, my goodness, so I started digging. Is uh, and Rachel said, "I need your help to dig into this in PubChem, And oh my goodness, uh, it it has to do with the synthetic creation. Of vitamin b4 they're calling it vitamin b4 now you know vitamins are typically you know, your your niacin your thiamine your other b vitamins are basically synthesized in the cell but not vitamin b4 it's manufactured and you pull back into the merck index and really study where vitamin b4 started to be synthesized and you find some very interesting things you f- see in the brick index, it's synthesized through the process of potassium hydroxide, which is potassium K O H, also better known as lye. Lye is is what people make soap out of in the old days. Okay, you can buy potassium hydroxide really cheaply uh, in, in these big flakes, if you want to make your own soap, okay. The soap formulas, and so it's not regulated whatsoever. Uh, but guess what happens when you put potassium hydroxide with water and heat it in a pressurized condition? Guess what happens?
0: What? Lye in
1: water at 300 degrees dissolves human flesh. What? Dissolves it. Dissolves it, and the end result of all of the proteins. And all of the all the things in human flesh comes out in this in this kind of a, a brownish red liquid. Mm-mm. Yes, ma'am. That's how Mm-mm. they synthesized B4. Okay. Unbelievable. Okay? Unbelievable. It's called alkaline hydrolysis. So those of you who, do, who you know want to check out this crazy Dr. um please be skeptical. Go check it out. And, Renee, I sent you some links. In the, we're talking about uh, Wikipedia and other PubChem sources. Alkaline Hydrolysis, parentheses, is a great website, uh, alka, or, um, um, a Wikipedia entry. Alkaline Hydrolysis, parentheses, body disposal. Let me read to you from the, the, the website, Wikipedia. Alkaline hydrolysis, also called bio cremation, resomation, flameless cremation, and even water cre- cremation, is a process for the disposal of human and pet remains using only lye, which is potassium hydroxide, and heat. The process is today being marketed as an alternative. To the traditional options of burial or cremation. Now, why is it so popular now? Because well, it's so green. It's recycling. Okay, mm. we don't have to use any of the uh, uh, to heat up a crematorium furnace. We don't have to put all these te- terrible chemicals uh, of like formaldehyde into the bodies, you know, and, and preserve the cadavers. No, no, no. So much more. It's so much greener and so much better to do offline hydrolysis. Mm-mm. And, wow. Okay? Are, are you with me? Mm.
0: <laughs> it's hard. My husband was cremated by his family, but go ahead.
1: <laughs> process, so it's hard to listen me, to this, but
0: go ahead. I can me, hear me, it. <laughs> <let> me, <laughs> it's crazy. The,
1: the, the uh, process, go, let me read from you from, from the website, uh, Wikipedia's entry. The process is based on on alkaline hydrolysis. The body is placed in a pressure vessel that is filled with a mixture of water and potassium hydroxide and then heated to a temperature around 160 degrees Celsius or 320 degrees Fahrenheit. But at the elevated pressure, which prevents boiling, so it never really boils, it's pressurizing, like a pressure cooker, okay? Instead, the body is effectively broken down into its chemical components. It's a key thing, which takes approximately four to six hours. The lower temperature and pressure may be used, but at a longer duration, even 208 degrees Fahrenheit for 14 to 16 hours. At the beginning of the process, the mixture is strongly basic or alkaline or with a pH level of approximately 14. pH drops to 11 by the end. But the final pH level depends on the total operation time and the amount of fat in the body. Okay? Mm. The the result is a quantity of green brown tinted liquid containing nothing but amino acids, peptides, sugars, and salts. The white the bone the bone remains becomes pure white, it's like bleached on the desert, right? Pure white bone, which is all nothing but the calcium phosphate. And they take the bones and easily crush them, you know, and, and they actually use like a grinder to grind it up, and that becomes a white-colored dust they give the family. The ash, as it's called, is this returned to the next of kin of the deceased. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the key. The liquid, <laughs> ah, the liquid is disposed of, <laughs> including being used in a garden or green space. And this is there's a, a couple of instructional videos. UCLA did one, and uh, the University of, of Kansas State actually did a, a, a video showing. Well, you, they added it to hydronic, hydroponics for, the, for really beautiful uh, vegetables and tomatoes and, and so forth and so on. But let me emphasize, that's just one. Uh, they're not going to want to tell you they're using this brownish green liquid as vitamin B4. But that's what vitamin B four is. Okay. hmm Bomb. Did the bomb just go off? Um, so Repeat what you it, just
0: said, Dr. Trude, because Linda was saying something to me and I half heard you and half heard her. Say what you just said again. I think I might have missed the bomb.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you might have missed the bomb. This this liquid is Basically, what is what is known as vitamin B four right. in the supplement business. Okay, you look at the co- uh, the chemical cons- construction of vitamin B four, which I have also sent to you in the email. Okay. You see what it's composed of, and it's identical to this liquid of that comes out of alkaline hydrolysis. Oh my goodness! And in fact, going going to the vitamin B four. Uh, entry into into my Merck index is exactly how they would produce it. Now the the key this is so incredible because B four is another ingredient that's not listed. Just like graphene oxide is not listed on the JAB, okay. But it's part of the proprietary mix. This is what what Rachel was uh, was so intent on. So we have B four. We have the GL graphene oxide structure. This is all part of, of the proprietary, um, and it's not li- listed on the label, okay? proprietary um, mRNA structures. All right? One of the key ingredients of this liquid is something called adenine. Adenine, if you don't know, let me just try to quickly give you a chemistry lesson. Adenine is one of the four basic chemical bases of our deoxyribonucleic acid chain, our DNA. Okay, because this is human remains, it's powerfully adenine is the bonding, basically the glue of our DNA. Okay, so if you have a DNA altering jab with met with synthetic messenger RNA, RNA, how do you manufacture that? You have to use the adenine. That's the building block. Mm. So this whole messenger RNA is created from cadavers, processed wow. cadavers. That's the bombshell. Wow. We've been worried about human embryonic kidney cells, H E K, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's, a, that's bad enough. It's part of what the, what the structure is. But before, what, were, what is this liquid before? It might have been your Uncle Sally. Or Uncle Jim and Aunt Sally. This is mm-hmm. B four. Adenosine triphosphate, also known as ATP, is the energy storage molecule that empowers all of our chemical reactions within the cell. So ATP is important, and so they they tout vitamin B four as being an energy uh, enhancer and and claiming that increases the ATP function in the cell and it probably does. Okay? So do we really need to know where this liquid comes from? I think we deserve to know.
0: Yes. Absolutely. How it's
1: manufactured. Mm-hmm. So we see adenine, there's 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 that's the key chemical base in our DNA. The other three, uh, according to the National Human Genome Research Institute, right at, at the NIH, when they finished up the Human Genome Project, they discovered that there's, there's adenine, there's cytosine, guanine and thymine. Those are the four DNA sequences, the DNA bases that encodes all of our cells through the end of constructions, all of it. okay? So when we see other scientists like, like Dr. Malone and others coming and saying, "Well, I invented messenger RNA vaccinations and I surely wish I didn't." Well, we now know why. They're saying this because the the damage to the genetic structure, this is why this is so incredibly heinous. This is this is so Experimental. We really don't know what the, what the result will be in twenty years, in ten years, or even five years. I mean, we do know, like Dr. Malone said. Well, they had to stop the the, the animal studies because every animal died with this this messenger RNA uh, based so called jab. No, none of the animals survived it. Yeah, I heard that. I know it's unbelievable.
0: Unbelievable.
1: So. But, to, see, and I can understand what Malone is saying. Well, animals can take uh, human DNA material, uh, human messenger RNA, which is formed by the DNA uh, structures, right? So when you—and I can see that. Well, we, can, we don't know uh, if, if humans can take on human DNA, okay? And this is part of the experimental process. And so, as Dr. Jane Ruby just said, just, just on Friday, Dr. Ruby uh, on on the Stu Peters show uh, was asked the question, why is it that there was such a wide range of people? Some people uh, drop dead after initially getting the second shot or even the first shot. Uh, others have really no problem with it, and they seem to be just fine. And Dr. Ruby's answer was to go back into the, the uh, government database, uh, the research projects database. And so she showed that, yeah, some of the Pfizer, BioNTech, and even Moderna shots have anywhere from as little as five micrograms of the mRNA to as much as, you know, 50 to 60 micrograms. And so it's basically... Not uniform, and so they're 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 having some basically be a um, what the body can take or not based on it's all a genetic experiment. All right, but but Dr. Ruby made this very clear that the 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 next round of boosters will have as much as 100 micrograms to up to 250 micrograms. Yep. I mean, we'll see how many people survive those boosters. Mm-hmm. So let me let me just – I hope I don't uh, make people really lose their lunch here, but uh, and maybe I already have. I don't know. But, you know, doggone it, the adenine is also a key building block to what, what the body makes a hormone called adrenaline, okay? And adrenaline is that is basically an adenine base – that causes you to basically have this fight or flight instinct of of extreme, you know, uh, physical power when you're under under stress. That's what adrena is, adrenaline really is. Mm-hmm. But we also have I mean, people say this is conspiracy nonsense, but good heavens. It's in it's in the Merck index. I mean how can this be a conspiracy? Something yeah. called adrenochrome, okay? Adrenochrome is is blood, basically that you know, it's it's pulled out of blood that has been em, empowered with a lot of adrenaline, primarily from people that have been traumatized and tortured, specifically mm-hmm. young young children, right? Mm-hmm. And so the adrenochrome is is uh, very valued. Well, it goes back into exactly what is. The basis of adrenochrome, and that's the adenine, the ATP, adenosine triphosphate. It really is a key part to it. So let me just throw something out to you that I that I think, if I put you know one and one and one together, may equal four, not just three. Okay. I, I submit that people that are having genetically modified become GMO organisms. After this genetically modifying jab, I submit that they're going to demand their body must have the adenine to survive. And wow. if they don't have they don't the adenine, their their flesh starts to fall off. Their flesh starts decomposing. Are you following me?
0: Whoa, well, that's Ebola.
1: No, it's called a zombie apocalypse.
0: Oh, my gosh, Dr. True.
1: Wow. And how long does that that, take?
0: (laughs) When's it going to start happening?
1: (laughs) Well, follow this, because the synthesis, like like the synthesis of vitamin D3, you must have direct sunlight, okay, to produce the vitamin D3. By the same token, if you don't have enough adenine, and this is modifying your genetic structure and the adenine is being pulled out, the sunlight can cause the decomposition of your, of your skin. Mm-hmm. And so people have to hide away and not get direct sunlight on them. Which is really exactly the movie script, again, of I Am Legend, is it not? Yep, yep. So I wrote that us. paper uh, last year, uh, I Am Legend and what could possibly happen. I sent it to, to the chemist, uh, Dr. Igor Shepard, and Igor Shepard, I asked him to peer review it to ask what he thought, if it was crazy or whatnot. He had the great website, stopthevaccination.com. And Dr. Shepard called me on the phone and said, I am so overwhelmed right now I can't speak. He says, you have nailed exactly what our biological research has been doing in the Soviet Union in the 70s and 80s. Exactly that. Mm decomposing the human flesh when it becomes in direct contact with ultraviolet waves of sunlight. And I said, you're talking a zombie apocalypse? He says, you're talking I Am Legend, right out of the movie. And I said, oh my goodness. Um, and I, I don't know if I've told you this or not, Renee, but on a personal note, I was, uh, I, I don't know what it was, but uh, whether it's my overactive imagination or just what, but I was... Having a recurrent nightmare. This is back in in the '90s, and I would wake up in a cold sweat because I was being chased by people that I knew, friends that had had somehow been changed into these bloodthirsty creatures that were trying to eat my flesh. I was trying to justify whether I should shoot them or not, you know, because I had I had guns all around me, and then of course, you know, we had. I had a few movies come out about the zombie, you know, zombie land, zombie world yeah. with Woody Harrelson. And yeah. those are all, you know, silly little things. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's just, you know, maybe I was thinking too deeply, but um, I tried to just basically ignore it, put it out on my mind. And in fact, I even, I even woke up one night in cold sweat, just praying God not, not to let me see that anymore. Why would I be shown this in dream states? Multiple right. times. I mean, probably a dozen times. All the exact same thing laying out, Renee, and I would just—I was finally—I it, it, didn't have the dream anymore. And a few years later, being a Will Smith fan, you know, I like to see his movies, and my wife and I went out and, and bought some popcorn and went and saw *I Am Legend*, and I got physically sick in my popcorn. Mm-hmm. I got wow. physically sick because it mm-hmm. was exactly the scenario I saw in my dreams of vaccine... Amazing. Uh, A a highly touted worldwide vaccine causes genetic alterations and causes this absolute change in humanity. And, uh, oh, my goodness.
0: That's amazing. What's What's so ironic with me is that my son, who's now 24 years old, since he was able to talk at seven months, I mean, literally at one and two years of age, telling me, that he's going to be shooting zombies. He he's been obsessed with shooting zombies his whole entire life. <laughs> Him and his friends like practice shooting zombies, and he's like, "Mom, I know I'm going to be doing this one day <laughs> for
1: our wow, creator." Well.
0: Basically, he said to me as a kid.
1: <laughs> well, again, it goes back to why is why, why why is FEMA training literally for? what they call a, quote, zombie apocalypse is. Somebody seems to be taking it seriously. It's not just because we're heading into Halloween. They've been doing this all all basically since the first of of the summer uh, in the spring of the year.
0: Wow, and everything they're doing, everything they're doing to change the genetic makeup. I mean, this is absolutely what... Oh, wow. This is crazy information. <laughs> but it has to be told, Dr. True. You and I are the only ones that are going to share it. We don't care what people think about us, except for the creator, of course. That's it.
1: <laughs> well, I, I'm, yeah, I'm just sitting here. My heavens. Could it possibly be that that bad? Or is, is it all just really nonsense? And I'm constantly trying to, to decide that myself. And But uh, I guess... Uh, the forensic nurse Rachel Seller I mean she's on I mean I, she's on the spurred this to find out what B4 is and following the paper trail of, of B4 through the cam studies and and the footnotes and then seeing how uh this one researcher uh judge Dredd, and and um, had found out some of similar thing but then the FBI sh- shut down all the paper trail I don't think it's accidental whatsoever. There's something huge that they don't want the people to know. And you know what? I pray, I pray I'm pray i wrong on this one. I really do. The horrific possibilities. But the other thing that I've been saying in my, my personal groups that I've been teaching people here, isn't it just funny? I mean, you look in the 1970s uh, when I was going to high school and that, we had— Charlton Heston starring in a movie called Soylent Green, and I maybe this is all part of the predictive programming. I don't know, but here here the the hero Charlton Heston is uncovering the secret of Soylent Green, and that it's really made out of humans. I mean, it's processed humans. So I, there's actually, you know, if you go back and, and rewatch that movie. What they're depicting, Renee, is pretty much an alkaline hydrolysis process of how the body is produced out. And if you look at a lot of the the chemistry labs, and especially big pharmacy, big pharmaceuticals have have taken to manufacturing vitamin supplements. Okay, not just uh, um, limiting themselves to to drugs; they are doing these so-called nutritional supplements, and so you take the the hydrolysis, the end product. I think it really is one of the key things that goes into vitamin-enhanced uh, protein bars and that type of thing. They don't want to tell people, you know, where it's coming from. But I, uh, there was um, a, a documentary video done, and I and I watched this years ago. On how they're manufacturing what's called the impossible burger, you know, making it look and, and, and taste exactly like beef, mm. but it's made. They say of, of all natural ingredients, no beef and no no meat involved. But if you look at the process and how they do it, take the the vegetable base, mm-hmm. but they make the consistency go with a, an unknown. Substance that's red and looks like blood, wow. but it actually tastes tastes like salty, like human blood would taste. And I I, I submit that's exactly how this um, end result would t- Would look and taste. It looks that exactly, if you look at uh, the process on these public videos, uh, even the the Wikipedia has a listing of. Of each state, and where the afterline hydrolysis is now gaining traction, it's pretty doggone amazing, actually, how it is. Um, here, there's like from Alabama to Wyoming, uh, there has been pretty recent legislation. California, especially. Um, here's here's the what's happening in California. Alkaline hydrolysis have been used at UCLA since 1995 to process cadavers. But in 2012, the legislation AB 1615 was, it was passed and passed the Assembly to, to allow it to basically be used for people, you know, for, for um, um, funeral homes and, and morticians. Okay, so um, California, Colorado, been uh, doing it since 2011. Florida, 2010, has been used in the University of Florida since the mid-1990s, it says. Uh, On and on and on. It's pretty amazing. Utah, my home state, started in 2018. Now House Bill 0121 made it legal. And they're en- enacting, you know, the alkaline hydrolysis processing plants in Utah. It's all green. It's all wonderful. It's all totally natural. Um,
0: oh, yeah. Wow. I just found out, gosh, recently uh, a thing we were eating um, for breakfast were this Beyond Meat sausage links. Because, you know, I don't do pork. And they were vegetable organic links called Beyond Meat, I believe it's called. Um, and do you know Bill Gates owns it, I found out?
1: Yes, and that's what I'm talking about. He also yep. owns the processing of you know, and the chemical secrets. It's all going of trade secret going back in uh, to the impossible. impossible. Yeah, Bill Gates owns all of us. You know, he does.
0: The gates of hell. Yep. Why do you think Yahusha said that no flesh would survive if he didn't shorten the days before he comes back? I mean, he wouldn't have said that if he didn't know all this was going to be happening. Our Savior would not be coming back as soon as he's going to be. And I can't wait. Um, We all can't wait. (laughs) Because this battle is way too big for us, that's for sure.
1: (laughs) So we see at the other places uh, in Canada, Saskatchewan approved the process in 2012. You've been the first province to do so, according to Wikipedia Quebec and Ontario. I've also legalized the process. A funeral home in Granby, Quebec, was the first in the province to receive uh, the first line hydrolysis machinery. So the U.K., followed suit, public crematorium operated by Sandwell Metropolitan Borough Council in Roly Raji, Central England, was the first to receive permission to offer the process uh, so forth and so on um so the problem again is what about the the trade what how did it dispose of all the liquid after it's done well because they they didn't want them putting it into the water supply back in the water supply well um that problem is is solved because they're selling the stuff okay they they the water quality industry in you know says uh we want to regulate, quote, the disposal of liquefied human remains into our sewer system. Uh, they won't put it in the sewers, but they'll sell it to put it into the um, food we eat. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's it's an Australia. Uh, Aquamation, based in New South Wales, is the primary company offering au- alkaline hydrolysis in Australia. But the remains being used as Fertilizer on plantations, forests, and another cell. It's because, it, it, the market's there. In Mexico, I've been doing this since 2019, so it's pretty recent there in Mexico. The Netherlands, May 2020, Health Council of the Netherlands, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, it's going international. Now, if you look at what. what <laughs> The, the nutritional basis of this Adenite. And if people really start begging for just like in the movie Soil and Green, riots happen because there's not enough soil and green. It's it's people are just demanding it to, for whatever reason in the science fiction movie. And I just want to say this the movie Soil and Green is set in the year twenty twenty two. Is that just a, a coincidence?
0: That's not too long from now. <laughs> wow.
1: So, if, if in fact, if if uh, so many of these these scientists like like uh, Malone and and Mikovits and the rest are are right, and this is a an absolute uh, kill shot, especially the boosters being boosted up to the twenty five two hundred fifty micrograms. I mean, wow! They're going to have to massively dispose of a lot of cadavers. And this is the, this is the thing that's, that's in this Wikipedia article. They can take massive amounts of cadavers and liquefy them. And it's all good because, you know what? The liquid is consumable and it's vitamin-rich and packed for human consumption. Does that kind of make you want to go out and get a, a, a Whopper, incredible impossible <laughs> Whopper, and just just gobble it down?
0: No, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. I haven't touched that stuff in 27 years. Um, well, brother Brandon's going to love this because, you know, he even touched on zombies a couple of weeks ago. And he's if he's listening now and or in the future, because I know he'll want to hear this too. Uh, confirm what he's been teaching and tying it into the scriptures, of course. Um, so, yeah, this is this is definitely something that. Uh, is right up our alley, exposing. So, thank you, thank you for bringing all this out. Do you think I need to have uh, Rachel on again? Because I, I w- will, she cover more than what you're saying about this. Because I've been wanting to get her on as a guest again for a couple months now.
1: Well, yeah, she's uh, she wants to do an emergency broadcast as well. Yeah. Uh, she told me last night she wanted, but again, she had not set it up yet. So, uh, all right, so got we'll interview a, her next
0: a, week or in the next couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, she's got a podcast. Uh, uh, broadcast system on her website that's pretty amazing. Okay, so, good, yeah, good, good, good. Uh, uh, she's mm-hmm. being being spurred by you know what happened to to her friend Gordon and his son, and and she's right on point. There was something in the IV bag itself that I think caused the problem. oh man, it's just it just you know this this um, funeral director uh, John O'Looney, he he basically explains and and points out that there wasn't really any any unusual death tolls until the vaccine came out and he says i i i was overwhelmed and funeral directors were all overwhelmed because Mm -hmm. it was all vaccine deaths but they were clearly making it seem like it's another wave of of coronavirus and it's not Mm -hmm. Uh, it's just going to keep getting worse and worse if john o'looney and others are right it's going to be massive massive uh, there was a, I just watched a, a whistleblower showing uh, this massive warehouse in California coming, uh, taking off. There's so many of these um, um, transport ships that are waiting to, to be offloaded and docked. Well, three of them came in. Guess what they are? They're all nothing but body bags. Wow. And not only, and they're specific body bags that are biodegradable. Yeah. Okay. Plastic they see this is the, the process. Alkaline hydrolysis. They have these special kind of plastic they wrap the the, the body in a cadaver in and it dissolves along with the lye. It just dissolves it like the flesh. And it's biodegradable plastic, they say, that's that just adds to the flavor mix. Hmm. That's, is, the picture, that's the picture that's the picture
0: on the video you sent me, right? I haven't watched it yet. Yeah. Dozens, that was nasty. Dozens,
1: <laughs> yeah, dozens of of these these body bags, special body bags. Wow. I mean, I mean, not dozens, dozens and dozens of warehouses and, and semi loads. Where are they going?
0: Mm-hmm. Where are they going? Unbelievable. Well, Doctor True. Thank you again and, again and again and again and again and again for all your incredible information and your incredible research and your incredible heart and your incredible obedience and on and on and on and on I could say about you. Uh, <laughs> it's just mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing. But nothing, That's nothing, I, I question nothing anymore. I really haven't questioned anything since the death of Casey, to be honest with you. Um, I, I, it, to me, nothing surprises me that they're up to. Nothing.
1: This is like, I, I can hardly believe this myself. When the, less, early this morning when I uncovered it, Renee, mm. I'm just saying, oh man, is it really that bad? Mm. This, is not, this is the worst news of all to mm. me. I mean, I, it, I'm, I'm hoping, okay, I've got friends that have had the jab and they seem to be okay, but the worst thing that's happened the one fellow got really sick and he's diagnosed with COVID, but he's had the jab. Yet he's saying, I, "I had a conversation. I says, this, this vaccine doesn't seem to be too safe and effective if you're diagnosed with COVID there.'" And he says, "Well, it's because of unvaccinated people like you."
0: Unbelievable!
1: I'm sitting here, uh, and how do you? You haven't seen me for three months. How do you know it's from me? I don't. I you know, wow. Exactly. Exactly. We ran out
0: of time now, Doctor True. Um, thank you again and we'll have you on soon, I'm sure.
1: <laughs> okay. We love you. Talk we later. Appreciate- Thanks. God bless.
0: Okay, y'all bless you. (laughs) You're listening to Vic Fellowship. And again, our shows can be accessed on the front page of our vacinfo.org website on the belly of a little boy flexing his muscles. We're on every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern, and our contact number is 954-347-9671. We thank Progressive Radio Network for allowing us to give you this uncompromised truth. And y'all bless.